Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I am your host, Alexander Smith. In 2003, I tested positive for HIV. I've been in relationship with this virus for the last 18 years. And thankfully, I took the advice of a mentor and decided to learn from it, write from it, and of course, pose, paint, make music, write poems from it, and now teach from it. I consider you my soul sibling, and I'm so glad you're here. So what was the last show, Broadway show, you saw in New York City? Have you been to New York City? So New York has been a part of my life for almost two decades now. I had some of my friends from college move to New York, and I consistently have spent time there. And when I travel there, I love to do a binge of Broadway musicals, plays, off-Broadway. Huge fan. So I did an episode in December, episode 126 uh, of the podcast, and it's called What's the Last Live Show You Saw Before the 2020 March Shutdown? So this is kind of a part two. This is what the last show on Broadway that I saw. And so I'm going to tell you all about this amazing play and how it impacted my life and read you a couple passages from the play and tell you how and why they're important to me. So The Inheritance is the name of the play, and I was in New York City for 2019 Christmas into 2020 New Year's. I went for three weeks to spend Christmas with my best friend Jay, the Harvey family, and we had such a great time celebrating with Harvey Rose, and I was able to see a bunch of shows while I was there. I saw several musicals, including Moulin Rouge, which was fantastic, uh, Jagged Little Pill, which I enjoyed, didn't love like everyone was raving, saw a revival of Oklahoma, which was phenomenal, so interesting, also saw Slave Play, which was a fantastic play that's been nominated for a Tony Award, saw Frozen, the Disney Frozen, it was enjoyable, it's Disney on Broadway, it's big budget, big money. I saw it with my brother and his kids and his wife. Fantastic. And The Inheritance was so good. Oh, the best musical I saw was Town, which won for best new musical the year prior Tony Awards. Super good. But The Inheritance by far was one of the plays, one of the Broadway shows that has been most top three in my life. And it's very specific to queer and gay stories and specific to HIV and AIDS, which is just moving for me. So The Inheritance is one of those part one, part two, where you see part one at the theater, and then you go back and see part two. So they're two different events. So they rotate part one, part two. And this is something that's been happening for the last few years. On Broadway in uh, New York, or in London on the West End. And I don't know enough about London. In fact, I've never been there. I am definitely heading there as soon as I can travel. So I'm going to tell you all about The Inheritance. This is right from their website. So you can find this at theinheritanceplay.com. 
the winner of more Best New Play Awards than any other play in West End history, including the 2019 Olivier Award. Here's about the play. In contemporary Manhattan, Eric and Toby are 30-somethings who seem to be very much in love and thriving. But on the cusp of their engagement, they meet an older man haunted by the past and a younger man hungry for a future. Chance meetings lead to surprising choices as, as the lives of three generations interlink and collide with explosive results. Brilliantly re-envisioned E.M. Forrester's masterpiece, Howard's End to 21st Century New York, The Inheritance asks how much we owe those who lived and loved before us, questions the role we must play for future generations, and dares us to fearlessly hold on to the wild ride called life. Profoundly touching and wickedly hilarious, it's the new play critics rave, quote, will make you laugh, then cry, then shake your head at its sheer brilliant audacity, end quote. So if you know me, you can see why this topic is so meaningful. And Matthew Michael Lopez is the playwright, and he is an American playwright and screenwriter. The Inheritance, this play, was directed by Stephen Daldry, and it premiered at London's Young Vic in 2018, where it was called The Most Important American Play of the Century. It then transferred to the West End later that year and opened on Broadway in 2019. The Inheritance is the most honored American play in a generation, sweeping the best play awards in both London and New York. So, wow, I'm telling you, it was so, so beautiful. In addition to loving the play and the characters and the stories and the linking of generations, three different generations, at the core of the story is HIV and AIDS. And it's really interesting to see how this new generation, which is not me, the 30-year-olds in Manhattan in this play, how they are working with HIV and working with the inheritance or the link with older gay men. And I am telling you, I have had so many experiences with my own virus. And over the last 18 years, yeah, you heard me in the new promo, the new, what do you think of my new intro? It's, I've got some new music, some new artwork this season for the podcast. And I love it. It's so fun to continue to bring all of this great stuff to life. And HIV AIDS is such a significant part of my journey and my awakening. And in fact, March 17th, 2021, not too far away, my little virus turns 18. My virus is no longer a baby. Full-blown adult. 18 years I've been living with HIV. I was just talking to a friend on the phone last night about my labs. So recently I was doing my routine blood work and labs for the virus. There are two main tests we do. We look for the strength of my immune system in the CD4 count or T cells. And then we look for the viral load. How much of the virus is in my system? 
the medications I'm on, antiretrovirals, those are the cocktail, which draw from different classes of medication in a two, three, or four cocktail. That's the strength of what changed HIV AIDS in 1997. Last night when I was talking to my friend, we were talking about had I been a different generation, I would be dead. I wouldn't be here. I would not have had access to the life-saving cocktail. So my recent lab results in November showed viral detection. So being on the cocktail, you'll hear the word undetectable. I am undetectable. The virus is not detected, kind of like remission. It's not detected because the medications are doing their work. Well, mine was detectable. My viral load has not been detectable for many years, and it's actually never happened to me where being on medications it has become detectable. It's not unheard of. And of course, I was freaked out at first because I had to go to my places for support. I belong to a community of recovering HIV positive addicts and alcoholics. And so I have support here in Orange County. And they reminded me, don't freak out. My doctor said the same thing, but you know, I don't trust my doctor. (laughs) I do, but I don't. I trust the people in my lives, the community, those who are living with the virus. I do trust my doctor. It's um, just so helpful to have community. And so if you don't have community and you are listening to this and you're HIV positive, I just want you to know that you're not alone and it is very helpful to open up and to bring light to this topic. And it's interesting because even with all that's happening with COVID, HIV has a very different pathway. It's a sexually transmitted infection or disease. Virus passes that way. And so there's still so much stigma and shame and bringing the light into your reality and finding community and people to talk to. I highly recommend it. So my viral load was detectable. And it's not uncommon that at some point your test shows detection and it drops again. So we followed up a month later, it was still detectable. I'm like, what? I'm like, so does this happen twice? And it's actually called a blip. B-L-I-P. Here's the technical definition of a blip. A temporary detectable increase in the amount of HIV in the blood viral load that occurs after antiretroviral therapy has effectively suppressed the virus to an undetectable level. Isolated blips are not considered a sign of virologic failure. So blip one, but then blip two, it was going down, but it was still a blip two. So my doctor said, let's wait two months and let's test. So I was like, whoa, I haven't had this detection for a while. And it's a really interesting word because for a lot of years, I've been working so hard to be undetectable. And then one day I realized, wait, am I trying? So virally, I'm trying to be undetectable and that's the goal. But as a artist, as a spiritual being, am I also trying to be undetectable? Like, am I having repercussions repercussions of undetectability in my life. And I had such an interesting epiphany 
a few years ago where I was like, I want to be detectable in certain places. I think I've been trying so hard in this area of HIV AIDS that it has spilled over into other parts of my life. And I mean, here we are podcasting. You're listening. I'm here. And this is part of what I decided to spread. You know, HIV was gifted to me. And it definitely has this inheritance, you know, the link between generations. And I'm going to read you a few quotes now from the play and tell you a little bit about what they mean to me. And so to wrap this up, I think that I have made an intentional decision, I know I have, to spread kindness and compassion, to spread the awareness and what I've learned in my life being sober, getting through addiction. I mean, my ex-boyfriend lost his life. Eventually, many years after we broke up, he was dead alone in his apartment with too many drugs in his system. He always told me that that's what he wanted and that's what would happen. And so I have a very personal story with, you know, one of the great loves of my life who was HIV positive and who was living in the realm and the world. And so the inheritance was such a stunning piece of theater. I can't wait for you to see it. Mark my words at some point, um, it will be made, I'm sure, into an HBO or Netflix series, the whole six hours. It's phenomenal. It's touching. It's important. I was moved deeply. And the last thing on the blip, for those of you who are wondering... So I had two months recently through December and January to kind of just wait. And in that space, I I realized, you know, it's good for me to remember the path from where I have sprung open. And HIV AIDS has very specifically been one of the single most defining catalysts for pain and discomfort and fear and has truly been it's been an opportunity for me to to grow and to learn and to be more present in my life. So I thought, what if it is going to be detectable? Um, What if HIV comes in and sweeps back in and you have to figure out the next step? So it didn't. I made it through and it's now undetectable again. And by chance, for those of you who are interested, if it is detectable, it's not uncommon that over two decades or three or four, that a cocktail stops working. The virus will mutate. It's no longer working. The medications no longer suppress its growth and expansion. And then you get on a new cocktail. That requires some time and some testing to figure out where resistance lies within my virus to medications. And then coming up with a new cocktail with your doctor and all those things. Thankfully, I just got my results a week ago. I am still, I'm back to undetectable. The blip is gone. What the blip? But in that time, in the last few months, I've been able to revisit what it means to me, where I've come from, and what life I want to continue to work for. Because life is a gift, in my opinion. It's precious. I mean, look at this year. Look at what we are all going through. Look at all of the realities of 2020 and 2021 and the next several years. So let's move into some of the quotes from 
the play. So this is a part in the play where one of the characters in our play meets the author of the book Maurice, E.M. Forrester. He's also in the play as a fictional sort of representation of himself and his book. And so in this moment, the author, E.M. Forrester, talking about his book Maurice, which he wrote many decades prior, uh, about gay relationship. He himself never came out, stayed tucked away in the closet. And so this is an exchange between these two characters. He says, but you have shown me that my book was then, as you are now, a link in this chain of gay men teaching one another, loving one another, hurting one another, understanding one another, this inheritance of history, of community, and of self. And from where you sit on this beach today, you have no idea whose lives you will touch and which ones you will save. But in order to do that, you must love. Even though you know that your heart will be broken by it, the only way to heal heartache is to risk more. Ooh, that's so good. So I actually have the whole play, part one and part two, um, in a book. You can find it online, The Inheritance by Matthew Lopez. And there's a revised edition uh, with changes made from London to New York, which is the one I purchased. And this quote means so much to me because it kind of shows you about this link. You've got this young character in his 30s and this now dead author who wrote a very important queer book and stayed in the closet because he lived in a different time and sent a different decades and um, it just reminded me that what I received in getting HIV was this link and I often feel this connection to those who have died those who did not have access to the life-saving medications, and those who fought so hard to get what I have in the medication. And not just that, but um, just being part of the movement, of the LGBTQ you know, movement for equality and civil rights. And I've had many experiences personally where I have felt the touch of those who have passed on. I have different stories in my own personal life with different people who have had HIV and AIDS who are no longer alive. Um, and just this whole interconnected. When I look ahead of me, I'm 48 this year, and I look ahead, there is a whole generation of mentors and people that I would be dating potentially could be married to, working with, collaborating, learning from, they're dead. They're not here anymore. So this whole link between generations and the inheritance that we receive and give is so fascinating to me, especially when I look at where I'm at and as I approach, oh, I read something that said middle age versus adulthood. And I'm like, wait, I am I'm in middle age. So I'm like, I want to be a voice of queer 
spirituality and authentic living. And so I am just continually moving forward with this podcast with Viral Mindfulness Academy to create space and inclusion for the queer community. Let me share with you another one. So this, I think this stands alone. So Leo is the character here. Um, Leo stood at the end of the Christopher Street Pier, the December wind making a mockery of his sweater. He thought of the chain of infection that had been passed down along the years, decades, and generations, his particular lineage moving from person to person until it was eventually passed to him, a bitter inheritance. And yet, despite this chain of humanity, Leo never felt so alone in all his life. Leo looked down at the water, lapping the side of the pier, and thought how easily he could disappear into the abyss and never be counted again. So, you know, it's it brings to reality this play and these two readings from <clears throat> the script. People living with HIV and AIDS, there is a lot to this experience. Even though we are at 40 years this year, it was 1981 of June when the first five cases were documented. So this June marks 40 years and living with HIV is still riddled with secrecy and shame and stigma. And so this whole idea of feeling alone um, and not being able to access that link, that bitter inheritance, which was passed from person to person in such a sexual way most of the time. I mean, granted, it could be passed through needles or through blood transfusions or birth. Those ones are more rare. Usually it's a sexual experience. I felt so alone and marked and removed. And now I don't feel that way most of the time. That's directly related to many different realities in my life, um, including, you know, finding a spiritual path, including for me getting sober. I really struggled with crystal meth. And, you know, crystal meth is definitely a very tricky substance and problem and environment for people specifically with HIV and AIDS. And that's exactly what I got caught up in. And it took me, you know, it almost took me down. Um, so it took my ex down. So I just really wanted you to know about this powerful play. I also wanted you to know that I miss the theater and I miss the symphony. And I think of all these amazing artists and performers and how their lives have been impacted and when we will be able to rejoin again and pay them and attend their beautiful live offerings. It's one of the great sort of sadnesses in my year is not being able to be in those places. As in addition, there are many other difficulties in the last year. So I wanted to tell you about it. And I wanted to remind you that there is a 
previous podcast episode, which I kind of called it a piggyback extravaganza, podcast extravaganza, because the last live show I saw in um, LA was a recording of NPR's From the Top. I was actually in the audience up in Beverly Hills. And so Podcast 126 actually tells you all about that and it links you to the actual podcast to listen to these young classical musicians and it's also a really great episode if you want to just kind of take a an adventure away from news or from the depth of 2021 and the great dysthymia and world that we're currently still grappling with and um that's it for this episode so um there's one final um, item left for you to put your ears into and that's up next as I mentioned my little virus is turning 18 on March 17th that's right St. Patrick's Day Wednesday March 17th and in honor of my virus turning 18, my baby's going to be an adult and I'm sending them away to college. That's right. They're, they're moving out. I'm throwing a concert and I would love for you to grab your friends, your family, your loved ones to cozy up to your laptop, your desktop and zoom in to my living room for a one hour concert, music and mindfulness. I'd love for you to be my guest. I'm going to perform. I'm going to sing. I'm going to share a couple lessons from the trail of my experience. And mostly, I'm just going to entertain you and open my heart and my love for music to you. So if you're interested, you can head over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash birthday. Hope to see you there. All my love to your next mindful step, soul sibling.